welcome to Party Party Yeah, the show that brings all BTS-related news, information, discussion topics, and more every Wednesday. I'm Taylor. I'm Mariah. I'm Tola. And we are bringing Party Party Yeah. And today we're going to talk about who we are, what we want, um, what we're here for, why we made this podcast, and we're also wanting to talk about John Cook's new album, Golden. And we can complete, we'll complete our uh, personal song ratings and album highlights. Thank you for joining us for this episode. All right, so you're all probably wondering who we are, and more importantly, why we decided to create this podcast. So that being said, this is the best time we should introduce each member of Party Party Yeah! and provide some insight into our connection to BTS slash ARMY, as well as tell our stories. So I guess to start and kick off our first question and answer, for our first episode, I feel like the most appropriate question is who had the idea to start this podcast and why? That would be me, Taylor. Um, so I came up with the idea of the podcast because I fell in love with BTS, obviously, and am an army. And I know that I just had lots to talk about. I was listening to other people's podcasts and I just felt like every time I was listening to them, I just had so many like thoughts and ideas and like things I wanted to add. And, um, and a lot of times like I would always have just be talking about just content that was coming out with Mariah and Tola and anybody else that would listen, um, any other fans and stuff. So I just thought that getting it all out in a podcast would be just a great way to like to connect with other fans and i yeah so i talked to mariah and tola into joining with me and they were totally for it so yeah yeah when you came to me with the idea i was just like heck yeah let's do it we already do this you know in our daily lives anyway like every conversation we have it's like oh what you know what's the new bts you know episode or music or album or whatever that comes out that content that comes out that week so we might as well <laughs> yeah it was definitely at the point too where we had our little group message but it just didn't have a name so i think right. when this podcast came along it was the perfect opportunity to actually give this little platform of bts related discussions a title so thank yeah. you Okay. So um, I guess Tola, you can answer the next one. So why did you come to love BTS? What started your journey with BTS? So my, okay, background, I guess I am a multi-stand, which means I, I like a hodgepodge of different artists across the board. And I stumbled upon BTS in 2014 tail end of 2014, maybe beginning of 2015, because I was also heavily in my GOT7 hole. And if you know, you know that their friendship was just literally, we were getting fed every day. We was eating, it was scrumdilyumptious. And because of those interactions and just how genuine that friendship was, 
I fell in love with the boys. I was like, okay, I really want to know more about these people. I want to know what makes them them. Started listening to music. And I guess the rest is how I got here. Yeah. You definitely, I think I was the next in line to kind of discover BTS. So like, um, since Tola, you were into like K-pop in general, Mm-hmm. Um, you're over the course of years we've known each other, you've tried to, you know, get me to listen Not to it. And I'm always <laughs> like, Hell, I don't want to listen to it or whatever, like being very apprehensive about it. And then I don't know what happened, but this was like maybe months before like COVID hit. Um, I started to listen to more of, um, XO, I think XO is what I listened to first. Mm -hmm. And then I got into BTS right after that. But I like watched more content of BTS. So I deep dived into BTS. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I fell in love with the boys and like their personalities. Run BTS really helped me like understand, you know, just the K-pop culture uh, Mm -hmm. and like just how funny, you know, the boys were and everything like that. So definitely Tola, you pushed me, you know, towards that direction. And then I just, you know, fell in the hole. <laughs> I'll admit like the shit, cause these two, like we've all lived together in undergrad college. Like these are the homies. I would be slipping those music videos in like strategically. Right? Like, get I will get them eventually. Okay. <laughs> Literally you could be like doing the most random thing and you totally come in with the NCT music video or XO music video. I'm like, did you see this? Monster X. Like, She's like a multi-stand, so like we got to see all a whole array of you know different boy bands and girl bands before we you know stand and became an army of BTS. So Mm -hmm. definitely opened up our minds. (laughs) What about you, Ted? So yeah, so I got started through Mariah. she was the one that um, came to me with to my apartment and was like, showed me a picture of BTS and asked me to pick out which one I thought was the most attractive. And it's like, I don't know who these guys are, but you know, I picked out, um, found out later that I picked out Taeyang. Um, but Hilarious. Yeah, I, like, I got to wait, I got to set up the story though. So they know what we're okay, talking about. Okay. So okay. basically I got into them and I started buying all my albums. And I bought You'll Never Walk Alone. So everyone knows, like, that photo book, Chef's Kiss. And that's the photo book I gave Tay to, like, pick out, you know, any member that you just find the most attractive. And that's when she picked out Tay Young. So, yes. So, yeah, didn't know anything. Just was like, yeah, he's he's attractive. And, um, yeah, so I think some time had passed. I, I know you'd started to then, like, play some of the music for me like when we were in the car and stuff and we're trying to slip some more like bts content towards me um but then i finally like started listening on my own one day i was like all right i need to listen to find something new to listen to and so i was like all right let's let me pull up um this bts that mariah keeps trying to get me into and um yeah i started listening on my own i even like text her like i was like hey guess what i'm listening <laughs> and um yeah, I, then I quickly started to love the music, quickly then was like, okay, I got to know more about these guys. So then I started to look up things like different interviews that they did and um, different content that they were doing. I think I watched a bunch of like compilation videos of different things that they were, that 
fans would make and um was starting to really like go down that rabbit hole pretty quickly um and then uh mariah came over with uh the love yourself speak yourself uh from the tw- uh, memories 2019 uh box and had me watch that she's like okay now you listen to music here's a concert and so we sat and watched it and that like i think solidified like i love just like watching them perform in this concert and like i was like okay yep i'm in love so then and then i know she started sending me things like run bts and just yeah it, i was all the content after that. <laughs> i was gone <laughs> i was army after that <laughs> i feel like one of the best ways to get somebody into a group bts specifically is to show like just their sense of humor to other people because you you have to identify with at least one of the members yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i think if i would have just heard the music solely i probably wouldn't dove as deep into the fandom as i did if i was Mm -hmm. just listening to music like i think it's a whole culture like a whole you know like family with it so just being a part of something too like even going to concerts or Mm -hmm. just us three you know having like fellowship about this one particular thing brings like people closer you have a a feeling of like belonging you know with this this fandom yes yes all right so fun question Mm -hmm. when was when was your favorite bts air so that could be like you know the air the album whatever but just your your favorite moments a period of time of of bts i think my favorite has to have been most beautiful moment in life um into wings i feel like just like that whole execution everything tying together the storytelling the suspense the dramatics the cinematography the i could literally go on yeah that's that's like the point even each and every one of those songs on all of those albums and i'm i'm counting like part one part two and wings i don't think i hated any of them like and i don't when i say hate you know like least favorite most favorite but they were literally all just like five out of fives in my mind that was it was a golden era for me yeah i would say mine's was definitely love yourself I think that's the first concert I watched. It was like the first album I got. Um, and it, it just, it's the the message behind it was like truly at that moment, what I needed. And so I think that was just, it will always, you know, be so relatable to me and resonate with me because of, I was going through a tough time. I think everyone was going through a tough time, you know, with COVID and everything, but um that message of loving yourself really hit hard <laughs> during that moment of 2020. So definitely my favorite era. I agree. Yeah. And yeah, I, um, I would definitely say the love yourself era was my favorite as well. Um, mostly just, yeah, cause it was the first concert that I watched and um, it was also just the, um, just most of the music was, that was like a lot of the music I'd, started diving into the most when I was um, discovering their music. I was like a lot of those songs. I was like, Oh, yep. I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. And it all came from like pretty much that love yourself era first. And then everything else usually after that, but yeah. Wings definitely hits hard though. Can I add a little something to my 
original statement with that whole most beautiful moments in wings era because i like how you guys said like what those eras taught you mm -hmm. and for those eras for you guys it was the self-love aspect and learning to appreciate and love yourself and acknowledge mm -hmm. everything you're doing for my era i feel like it taught me to value friendship and unity and community because mm -hmm. through that whole like era they were walking with each other like they were searching mm -hmm. for each other they were yeah. like displaying brotherhood in a sense mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. it was like oh shoot i have like all these people around me like that's that's my community that's like my little family mm -hmm. type thing. yeah that was definitely a really good era um okay so i know me and Ted, we talked about kind of our first concert that we watched which was mm -hmm. the love yourself speak yourself um have Tola, when was what was the first concert you watched? And then I guess question to everyone, have you ever attended a group or solo concert? Okay, so first concert I watched, I honestly don't I think it had to have been with you, Mariah, the one that you had on box set. Was it the Love Yourself? Um, was it Love Yourself, Speak Yourself? Yeah, it probably was because that was the first concert I bought. I think then that was probably the first one I watched because what I will say is I've watched like snippets from different ones, but like yeah. I don't think before that I'd ever watched it fully through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, such a good concert. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then over time, I've like bought all the, you know, other ones that I could buy. Um, and I think we've watched several of those together too. So. Um, but live concerts, though. So, Tay, you want to talk about kind of your experience with live concerts? Um, Ryan and I have got, got to go to the um, Permission to Dance concert in Las Vegas. And with that one, we had watched the online one for when they did it in Seoul. We saw the online one for when they did it in Los, uh, Los Angeles. And um, just when they heard that they were doing another one uh we'd totally missed the deadline to get concert tickets but i came back and was like we need to go to the vegas one <laughs> i was determined i was bound to determine to be like we need to go to vegas and so i figured out everything that we needed to to get to this concert and um yeah so i was able to make it happen yeah when you um sent me a text like do you want to go to this concert i'm like heck yeah let's do it like I was a little apprehensive at first because of the pricing of the tickets like we all know resale crazy but like it was totally worth it so we got to go to this one and I I will never like regret that <laughs> we were literally in Las Vegas like less than 24 hours hands down best concert in my life I'm jealous because I know Taylor reached out to me too but my schedule one, no, in my pockets too, said girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know by the time it, you know, when it came down to like planning it, it was, it was just like we had so little time. So it was kind of like it just had to work. Like out. I've been playing Carmen San Diego. So I need to figure out what I'm doing so I can hopefully get some tours in come 2025. 
Yes, when they come back, we are in there. No matter how much it costs, we will be we in their face. They see us, we see them. Okay, right, front, front and center. That like, I will get the sweat, blood, sweat, tears, blood, sweat, tears. Yeah, and I got to go to a second concert, which was the Chicago Detour. And sadly, I told Mariah were not able to go with me. That would have been the only thing that would have made it better. I had so much fun, though, at the concert. I had no complaints whatsoever. I loved every single second of it. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to us being able to all go together for a 2025 concert. All right. So next question would be, who who was your first ever bias? So like when you initially started getting into BTS, who was your bias? And if that changed, who is now your current bias? And then who is your bias wrecker? So you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, so my initial bias was Jin. Um, I couldn't tell you really necessarily why. I just remember like he was the one that I was drawn to the most. I think partially mm -hmm. looks for sure. Um, but yeah, he was, and I think he was just the one that stood out to me at the time. Um but definitely it quickly switched to uh, OT7 is my is not my now bias. Yeah. What made you go from Jin to OT7? Just be once I started to dive down the rabbit hole of BTS content and started to learn about the different personalities and each member, I just I quickly just fell in love with like different things. Um about each of them and so it just it wasn't just Jin anymore it was it was all of them so yeah now I definitely can't pick anymore um, yeah, yeah. And, but I would say lately my bias wrecker I would say is Jungkook I don't know why but he tries to come in as my as my bias and I tell him no <laughs> he has <laughs> he to stay as uh, it's staying as OT7 as much as he's trying right now yeah he has that, especially right now, like with everything coming out with him. Yes. He's just ah, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about you, Tol? Um, so I feel like I'm somewhat similar to Tay, but a little different. My, I feel like because it's been a while since I've been a stam, my biases kind of operate on a rotational basis you know like whoever eats the era more is just gonna have to be the bias of the era because <laughs> like i can't ignore like i see everybody else but i can't ignore right you. so at the current moment i feel like with everything kind of calmed down my bias has been j-hope and it's also been tay i always feel like i have a, a vocal bias and then a rap line bias yeah, I get that. When you first started, though, in the fandom, was it anybody else? Or it was definitely Tay. Like, Tay was always there. The voice got me. The look got me. The smolder got, like, it was just, it was giving. And then the personality, strangely enough, because I know some people look at him and they like, baby. But for me, I was like, no, I feel you. And we're vibing on that same wavelength. And I just mm -hmm. feel like we connect more because of that. The and then on the rap the line, it was um, Sugar, my Sugar Bear. Yeah. I feel like y'all probably have heard me talk about Sugar a lot at some point. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I went from 
Namjoon initially, because I think he's just the one that's like brought me in. Like, okay, I remember his face the most. And then it was Sugar, and then I was just like Team Sugar all the way. Sugar Bear. But then, and I know you said this, Tola, like a long time ago. You're like you're sleeping on J. I told you you're sleeping on J. I'm getting mad. No, people, (laughs) stop. You stop because I. Told her, you know, she's like, you know, I'm just not really feeling him or whatever. I said, just wait on it. She's like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I sure Look, <laughs> I said, girl, no, you gonna be a fan. Just wait. And she yeah. really looked at me like I was crazy until she comes back acting all brand new, like she been that J Hope. J Hope, okay, okay, Hobie, okay. It's the way <laughs> I wanted to throw hands immediately. <laughs> Hey, I made it to the promised land. So it became a rap line real quick, especially mm-hmm. when Hobie was doing a lot of the um, PTD air. I don't know. It was something about that. He had like white hair, especially during um, Swozu. Was it white or? Yeah, I think it was like this platinum hair. Yeah, like I'm the like, platinum. Mm-hmm. He was just killing it during that era. Everyone was sleeping on Hobie during that era, I swear. But anyway, so rap line was definitely like my bias line but just over time too especially with people's like solo albums and all that stuff like i'm definitely ot7 now i there's no you know boy that i like more than the other and i'm team all of them so um that's my progression of the era decide at this point what did you say so you just have to let the era decide at this point yeah and i think it's going to be ever-changing like literally I'm, I think it's on a rotational basis just of who's out at the moment, like with Jungkook doing his, you know, golden album. Right now he's killing it. So he's my bias right now. I'm team, you know, Cookie. So just every so often, I think it, it will change definitely. <clears throat> so I guess top top three to five or you don't have three to five that's fine too top bts songs okay so and i'm opening up my um my apple music to help me need a list things in this i already know off the top of my head for one that hip-hop file i'm very much like an old school like yeah up their, their first back. few albums especially like their school era their kids mm-hmm. school, it, it might have just been called their school era they school love affair yes, they just yeah. they understood these like even before that too even in no when they put sugar in that little puffy feathery jacket that you know i questioned with the baseball cap <laughs> but they still <laughs> ate the song up like that the air is just untouchable so let me go ahead and put no on the list too Okay. We'll take two oldies. Everybody say no. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. I'm crumping right now. You can't see it, but it's happening. <laughs> then my last song that I can think of is probably we, we gonna go ahead and give it to to be determined. Come back to me on this one. Okay. I would say mine, definitely home. I pe- I feel like people sleep on home. It's so underrated. Home is so good on the uh, Map of Soul Persona album. Mm. Um, I would definitely say not today. Ooh. 
It's just so good. Um, number three, let's do Black Swan. Elegance, very poetic to me. I'm gonna do five actually. So four will probably be uh, Silver Spoon. Okay. I think that's just everyone's like, you know, top five, I feel like. That's a good one. And number five, Epiphany. That one makes me cry a lot. So (laughs) more on the sad side, Epiphany. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. um, Definitely have to say number one will be Fake Love. Mm-hmm. Such a good one. Yes. Number two is Black Swan. Okay. Um, it's a little harder to rank after that. I know those two for sure are like top two. Um, I would say Magic Shop. Okay. Yeah. Mic Drop. Okay. Yes. Yes. And yes. Zero O'Clock. So okay. love yourself album. <laughs> Hey, no, zero o'clock is on seven. Album. I'm in a I said I, I said love yourself was my era, so like I said. Yeah, makes sense. Make it right is really That's good. Fair. That yeah. is fair. I'm gonna change up my list a little bit, but it's not going to be in any type of order because that's gonna take a lot of thought. <laughs> but on the list is We On and Hip Hop. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. And Hip Hop File. We love Dionysus. We're yeah. going to also add spring day because that gets me every single, like I, yeah. I can envision myself looking out a window while I'm on the train too with right. the single teardrop like streaming down my face. Like I got the backstory ready and down. <laughs> and then lastly, because I was four, I will give it to fire, even though it got to the point where I was so tired of seeing them perform it. And I know they were so tired of performing it. They ate every single time. Like, every I could never fire. I could never get, like, over it. Yeah. It's good. I mean, that's why they perform it all the time. Because it's just so good. And I want to add, I don't know, I'm going on, like, probably six, seven. Just One Day, also fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I like it. So, and it's just, or I like, it's just so many. There's, um, a, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. yeah. So many yeah. from. Many when you said Silver Spoon. When, yeah. When you mentioned Silver Spoon, I was like, ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could just keep going and going. Go. Right. Going on and on and on. <laughs> so those were songs. Do we have like favorite music video? I feel like Not Today is definitely in my top five. Mm-hmm. As we talked about before, like there was just something about the choreography, the inspirational vibes that it gave. Like I felt energized to like go outside and do something knowing I, I had nothing to do. But yeah. that, it, it, it's up there because of that feeling. Yeah, really good. Yeah. I, I think really like you were mentioning. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I really liked the euphoria music video because I really liked um that like that was like really cute one where they're all together and you know they're running out of like the hospital together and it was just it's just like it's such that like cute like seeing them all together and 
banding together and stuff I really liked I think it's just such a cute music video yeah I was gonna say spring day it just had so much like I feel like meaning impact like worldwide in a Mm -hmm. sense of like just making people aware what's going on Mm -hmm. or what went on you know um so I spring day definitely it's my top five in uh what was it boys in love boy in love boy in love thinking of the 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 one that's like hello 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 Hello. you know what i'm talking about but the the cinema the cinematography of it like the what was it the the filter that they use it reminded me of like i don't know like wild west type aesthetic without being wild west just like the filter of mm. the music video screen you know how the colors were pretty much blurred out except for maybe like jungkook's red outfits or jimin's red sweater or whatever he was wearing i liked that mm. one is it that one what i might i might not be saying the song the correct song but i know i know what song you're talking about because i'm right. in my head but yeah so yeah i think um i mean I, they're all you know they're all of their music videos are so like War of Hormone. You said what? War of Hormone. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, all their visual, all their visuals are just like impeccable, mm-hmm. like just beautiful. So choreography, like just hands down on and off stage in the music videos, they're just always, you know, putting 110%. And that's what, you know, I love about them it's so engaging you know some some artists will just you know stand on stage or the music videos are like boring but bts they're always like on it love it yeah all right guys well that wraps up this segment of the episode um but every episode we would love to share your bts army stories or answer any questions you may have for us so if you do hashtag bts army stories you can submit your stories via Twitter at ppy underscore podcast or via Gmail at BTS Party Party Yeah and Co. That's BTS Party Party Yeah A and D C O at gmail.com. We would love to, you know, answer any questions or you know, dive in into your interesting stories that you have as well. Um, we will also link our Instagram and our Twitter in the description below. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our very first segment of the podcast and one we hope to see continue called, Oh, Are You Late to the Album? Clever, right? (laughs) So this is a segment where we take a past or present album by BTS or the individual members and list each song from our most to least favorite. Please note, these are our personal opinions. And although it is undeniable that BTS makes great music, some songs may not hold equal standing to their album counterparts, at least in our opinion, and that's okay. So before we start, I'm curious to know which songs you guys believe top each other's list. So I, I want to see how well, you know, we kind of know each other. Yeah. So for me, 
I thought the top of Taylor's list would be too sad to dance. And even though the lyrics are kind of like, dang, it's it's somewhat of a like preppy-ish uplifting song. I don't I don't know. I just felt like this is something that I can see Taylor like bopping her head to and just really enjoying and loving it. Mariah, on the other hand, I <laughs> thought that <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought Mariah want, would really enjoy like the very suave, um, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. They were giving like, e not EDM, I'm sorry. They were giving like house and R&B-ish type tones and neo-funk groove type type things. So for you, I thought that you would like, please don't change. Okay. That's, that's my opinion. Pretty good. Okay, so I guess we're doing what we thought each other would like. Tay, I initially thought you would like yes or no. It was giving kind of what you were saying, Tola, like upbeat, like like guitar uh feeling, like maybe like two thousand like mid two thousands, like 2010, 2011 vibes. So I thought Tay, you would like that one. And then Tola, I was thinking, you I was going back and forth with this, but maybe like a closer to you vibe. It was kind of more of like a had a good beat to it. You could dance to it. Um more upbeat. So those are my guesses. Okay. Okay. So my guess is for you too. Um, let's see, for Mariah. I'd say the standing next to you mm. and just and for Tola I had I got I had closer to you okay okay so did anybody get anything right so for me should I just go through my ranking yeah yeah so yeah, my number one was yes, standing next to you. Love the funk. Love like it was giving like Michael Jackson. It was giving like saxophone, guitar, bass, drums, like a whole six piece set. And I loved it. Every moment of it. Um, and then seven was my second. I know this one came out, you know, a little bit earlier than all the rest, but we still counted it in our ranking. Seven was just something different. Like it was still him, but it was just so surprising to me. Like who he featured with, with Lotto. Didn't see that coming at all. And he killed it. Chef's kiss. Um, third was please don't change. Till I think you guessed. No. Yeah, that was my guess for you. Yeah, please don't change. So I definitely love that one too. Upbeat um can dance to it um it sounded like him it's kind of like the path that I wanted him to go into a little bit more but I know this album was kind of bringing you know different different sides of him and but but he didn't also like write any of the music he's kind of like did had people do things for him and he like sung I don't know how much of production he was in but um I know it wasn't as much as some of the other boys when they were doing their solo albums. Um, Closer to You was my fourth. 
Um, same thing, upbeat. It's lower on my list because I felt like the beat just never dropped as hard as I wanted it to drop. <laughs> like, I felt like in the chorus, it should have, the beat should have dropped a little bit more, but they ended up dropping it at the end of the song. That makes sense. So like the, the beat drop that I wanted was at the end of the song and they only did like 20 seconds or 30 seconds at the end and then it was over. I'm like, we should have had that a long time ago. <laughs> so that was the only thing that didn't put that one higher up on the list. And then my fifth favorite was Shot Glass of Tears. I really enjoyed that one. I thought it showcased his voice, but also like it wasn't, it didn't seem like a cover song to me. Like I think the other ones that didn't make the list seemed more like a cover song. Like, like I said, I don't know how much he was involved with the production and writing and all that stuff, but I just felt like the ones I've listed sounded like him. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe he had some influence in the song. So um, yeah, that was my list. What about you guys? Okay, so I too have made my list. Um, so number one on my list was actually standing next to you. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely like floored by this song, loved it. It not only transported me back to a past nostalgia and sweeter times, but it it it, it I guess it created this feeling that just generated happiness and it was like a that that neo-funk r&b yeah just i i thought the only thing that could make this song better is if in a month he says hey there's a remix and it's with the weekend oh i could see that or bruno right? Mars. because that song is just like it's that it's that vibe it's a very like chill suave like I'm here to let you know, like, hey, baby, I look good type of song, okay? I can That's definitely see it, though, with Bruno Mars more than The Weeknd. I don't know. Too debatable. We, that, that <laughs> <could be> debatable. <laughs> I, I don't know, but... Yeah, so that, that's how I felt with Standing Next to You. And I also want to say that the vocal range he displayed was insane to me. Right. Like he ate, he cleared the plate, the trumpeters ate, the backing vocalist ate. It just, it was, it was a lot. So that's why that was number one. It was a great song. Mm -hmm. Next for me was um, Yes or No. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like I had to click back for a second because and maybe this might be me. So, did you say Ed Sheeran? Did you think it was Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Girl, I had to re-click the song to say Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even because Ed Sheeran is a phenomenal vocalist. So there's like no shade or anything in that direction. But I was just like, he was channeling so many different avenues of singers and whatnot I was just very impressed at how different he can like change the vibe of each of the songs that he went yeah. through but so did it, did it feel like a cover song to you that's what was like like um, Ed produced it wrote it and then was like hey can you sing it wait, Ed did produce it and write it I don't know but that's what it sounded like you know I will say at first it did but I think as the song progressed it didn't necessarily feel like that anymore. Mm. You know, it it kind of just felt like, oh, okay, like I, I understand where he's coming from. I understand 
the message that he wants this song to like give so mm -hmm. it didn't resonate that feeling anymore I, I think once I got past the initial like shock I was like okay no yeah. no, no I'm here I'm with this it's good so I am curious to know though if you know Ed had any hands in helping with the production or anything of that song yeah. um my next song was somebody that was who another top tier song for me um I just thought it was such a sweet message mm -hmm. in all honesty it's just like you don't think that there's anyone there but like hey I'm here for you yeah how are I, you yeah I had a good message to it the first 20 seconds though I had to double check too to see if that was somebody else because it was like who are you was that Jason Derulo no it had no feature on it but it was so I'm assuming it was him but it did not sound no like I'm saying is that who it like gave is oh, that yeah. what it yeah definitely some type of like auto-tune like yeah it just did not sound like it I will say I did feel like it was a little heavier on the auto-tune but I wasn't mad at it per se mm -hmm. well you it know, was like intentional obviously. yes yes Yes, because yes, we we I feel like through the ages, especially when auto tune first hit the scene, if you weren't too pain, you weren't doing it right. Right. It has since progressed, and okay. I feel like it wasn't too heavy as you know sometimes can happen in K-pop where it washes out an artist's voice. But yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. So after somebody, um, my song was actually "Please Don't Change." Mm -hmm. um, I really did like that song, not as much as the other three that were previously mentioned, but I don't know. I just felt like it was a nice suave bop and I coupled that with Closer to You because I feel like they were giving the same type of feeling. Energy, yeah. Energy, you're in the club, you're just swaying and dancing and having a good time. Like that's kind of what they were giving to me. Um, I did like Too Sad to Dance, um, although it was just a little bit too... I don't know. I feel like it was a little too confusing for me because I'm like, do I need to be sad or do I need to be having a good time with this song? Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it, though. It was like giving yeah. upbeat, but also talking about being depressed. So. Most definitely. But it's like I felt guilty. Yeah. Having a good time. And I'm like, OK, OK. You know what? I, I felt better with the other songs. So I'm going to place you here. I like it, but I don't know. I feel like it probably wasn't my favorite song on the album. Followed by that, um, Shot Glass of Tears, just, it wasn't for me, honestly. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it at the same time. Same goes with Hate You, so. Yeah, you know. those are definitely my bottom two, uh, bottom three. Those, mm. uh, hate You, Too Sad, um, To Dance was my <clears throat> my least favorite. And then um, Shot Glass, I think was my number five or something. And I'll be honest, my least favorite song on the album was actually 3D. Um, mm. I'm honestly not a fan of it. Yeah. It was giving, it was giving like late 2000s. I mean, early 2000s, that's what I'm trying to say. It's giving like 2000s, maybe like 2001, Backstreet Boy and Sync. Yeah. Like pop. That's what I was getting from that. But I thought it was pretty good. It's probably in the middle of my ranking. I honestly don't know if I'm a fan of the Jack Harlow cookie combo. Mm. Maybe I'm just over this this hype of Jack Harlow because I personally don't I don't understand it. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah. He's a whole nother, you know, realm of 
I guess, type of music. It's like you hate him or you love him. I yeah. Like. I mean, he doesn't make bad music, but it's just, mm. I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I probably liked the other features that he had on there. Like the yeah. two major laser and who is the other uh, track maker that DJ was Snake. on there? DJ Snake. They put they feet. Yes. Feet, so good. Okay. So good. The only thing that could have made it better, Cookie, if you listening, K Tranada, hit that man up, please. All right, yeah. Taylor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't want to contribute because I didn't want to give away my list. So, um, mm-hmm. but okay. Uh, so my number one was actually "Please Don't Change." Ooh, I okay. picked this one just because, like, it was I. I really liked the the upbeatness of it. I thought it just fit his his voice really well. I don't know, mm-hmm. just this one that um I really liked uh so that was my number one my number two was yes or no um same thing it just the the beat of it I just felt like it was really good I know definitely I played into that that Ed Sher- Ed Sheridan and thing um but yeah so that was my number two um I actually I'm gonna go different from you guys completely number three my was hate you and the reason oh. I really liked this one is because I really like some of those slower songs that really like showcase an artist's voice mm. and I felt like this was definitely in that um for me was I could really like hear his voice and like really hear it come out in the song and I just thought he did such a good job with it um, I see that actually because I feel like Tay for you you do appreciate ballads a lot more mm-hmm. definitely yeah so that was definitely like number three um number four was the stand next to you I will say that one grew on me it wasn't initially up there as high um when I first went through the album and as I like started to listen to it more and started to listen to all the songs again and kind of like kept going on repeat a little more I was like it it climbed back up in the ranks so yeah and then number five uh was shot glass full of tears again it was a it was a nice like like slower song and again showcase his voice really well and I just I don't know I just really it definitely just was something it just spoke to me more so I really liked that one and yeah I had 3D towards the bottom of my list here I agree with you Tola on that one Um, I just wasn't a fan of with like Jack Harlow's part and stuff and um, I honestly didn't like how he ended this song either. I was like, you yeah. couldn't even end when the beat was still going, sir. That's just personal preference. Some people go crazy for that. Me, I'm not some people. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I was like, wait, I was like, that's the end? Wait, is it, it's done? Okay. <laughs> it's just very abrupt. I will also say, I think for me personally, I don't want to be sad going into the winter months. And I think that's why some of those songs, like some of those ballads, we're closer mm. towards the bottom of my list mm. versus the top. I feel like that's just like a personal thing for me, like my taste and preference and like lyrics and music changes with the season, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I did like the story he told, like definitely you know, being so infatuated with this person and like, kind of falling in love with them and then just realizing like he would do anything for them and then all of a sudden he's like I hate you right <laughs> like 
and now I'm sad. <laughs> so and I'm like, I don't know if I'm built for this in fall. <laughs> like literally a roller coaster ride. We had a whole relationship in like less than an hour, and now we're you know having shot glasses full of tears. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very curious to see like what if he's gonna you know do another album that's kind of following the same storyline like the after effects of being sad like maybe you know going back into I don't know loving himself again or like falling in love again or something like that um or if he's just gonna switch up entirely and do a different you know story arc but I did like the story that he was you know trying to put us on um throughout the album so call me weird but sometimes i like to think of albums as like a different universe in that artist's like music timeline and i know we've seen that like they do that at times with you know their storytelling and stuff but mm-hmm. for me when you said like is he going to like what's the next stage after this album of course mm-hmm. we're going through like at least some level of grief and thought and mm-hmm. you know changing of feelings well what's next is it recovery is it loving yourself is this like a sub like universe or mm-hmm. a multiverse of the love yourself as a whole like you know like main timeline mcu stuff and then here we go we got like a branch just the cookie branch yeah i could see that i mean definitely with two like sugar he kind of is like he links it back sometimes and i like that yeah okay so does anybody have a ranking out of five for the album itself for me i'm putting this album at a four out of five i think it was a very strong debut album i think he put his foot in literally every aspect of every song whether it was to my taste or not. I think it was, it was chef's kiss as Mariah has been saying. And aesthetically, mm, it's very simple, minimalistic, but at the same time, it's it's a very nice album cover. So I'll say that. I agree. My ranking, I'm probably, and you guys might, I might get some flack for this. I'm at a three. I'm very in the middle because like yes we love him songs were excellent like Mm -hmm. but I feel like one it wasn't him in a sense Mm -hmm. like and I could be you know totally wrong but it just didn't seem like he wrote anything or he was part of the actual production maybe he had final say in some things because just as an artist you're not going to just sing something that someone just you know gives you but it didn't seem like he was in the making of everything like some of the artists other artists are like the other boys when they do their albums like they're writing lyrics you know they're producing tracks like with the producer like they're part of like every step and I just feel like this sounded a lot like a cover album on some of the songs and so I just I feel like we could see more and I think I hope we will see more and I know what they're doing Hybe is so smart they're so smart they put everything in English they're trying to get this boy a Grammy and he probably will get one but I think that's why maybe they pushed it the way they pushed it like 
all and English. And then on top version. of that, the Western market factor. Yeah, all English version. Like, they're trying to get this boy a Grammy, and he deserves it. But, like, is he compromising, like, kind of who he is because of that? That's what I'm like. I wish so, the album maybe had Korean, like, lyrics, some Korean lyrics to it, or he him being a part of the lyric making and the production of it like I want to know what that looks like so I quickly googled a a quick little article this is from economictimes.com just to get a little insight on this album and I want to know if this changes anything for you Mm -hmm. so it says you know Golden also features an impressive lineup of collaborations with industry heavyweights notable names include Lotto and Seven which we knew Mm -hmm. Jack Harlow and 3D DJ Snake and Please Don't Change Ed Sheeran and Yes or No Shawn Mendes and Hate You and Major Lazer and Closer to You so knowing these names and knowing how we were kind of associating them to some of these artists mm-hmm. does it support that cover yeah you know, like it feels like album. a cover album yeah I think it does I mean I could like I said I could get flack for it but I want to see Jungkook do his lyrics be part of production not like write his full lyrics but like be a part of that process um I want to hear him sing singing Korean on a you know Korean k-pop artist album <laughs> like I just don't want him to compromise everything we love so much about yeah. him yeah how we got into BTS and all that stuff because he wants to you know persuade the western world so maybe yeah. after he gets his Grammy, <laughs> he'll go back into, you know, doing what we, you know, fell in love with him for. Well, going off of that too, I know he he t- he did talk about how like he wanted to try other types of music. So like, and some of that including more Western music, more or English based songs. And then I know he also even he even said he would love to try to dabble in like Latino music. So. Um, and I and I know with it being his his solo album, like this would be the time for him to try some of that stuff because he's not gonna have probably any very little opportunity to try it once he once he's back together with BTS. That's true. And what is music if not expression and trying new forms yeah. of yeah. art? So I mean, if this is to help him explore and figure out his niches then i can support that yeah yeah i do see both sides of it though it's yeah it's interesting and it's still a great album and we still love him it's just that's just i mean my side of it like is there more like to this and you're right it could be like just him in this era you know kind of doing exploring his own thing i feel like the other boys when they did their solos they explored like their own thing too but mostly stuck with you know things that we know them for like we maybe got different sides of them but it but was is that kind of different though because I feel like with the other boys at least for rap line I feel like we were far more familiar with their personal mm-hmm. styles and you know ambiance and taste and whatever they put into their music because you know, we we got, I feel like, more of it than we got from Cookie. Yeah. So it's like he's still in that discovery where with some of them, they already are established. Yeah. But it's even still- like V, like, 
we saw a whole different side of V. I mean, we knew that he was like that quirky, like soulful, you know. I kind. knew, you know, that was known. Yeah, but we didn't see it in music yet. And so we finally got it in a full album with him. So I don't know. I just, maybe I just expected more. I don't know. I don't know what I, I expected. No, but I overall, like yeah, overall, very good, you know. I feel I feel like because with the other boys we knew what we expected. Even with B, I expected the the soul, the hoof in that voice. Because even with his solos, we've heard we've heard them. Yeah. It's like we knew most likely what we were going to get. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that being said, I I definitely agree though with Mariah in the sense of like I, I do wish he had had more like he had stuck to some of his like korean based like songs and yeah. had um had more with like writing the lyrics and stuff too because i do think that was one thing i did feel kind of yeah like what mariah like you were saying like the cover like it was kind of like i just felt like i know like when they one of the things is when they write their own music you feel like how much like you feel that personal connection to that song because you know like hey they wrote this song this is coming from them and I think that was one thing that did feel a little lacking in in this was that like even though like he was again he did amazing and I I, I guess I'll say my ranking was um I would I would give it I'm going I want to say it's four out of five uh, because of that just because I think that was the only thing that was really lacking for me is I feel like that more that personal connection to the songs um but I but I feel like he did amazing with the songs that he like singing them and lyrically everything like I think he just he yeah. did really well so yeah overall really really good maybe if you guys want to listeners if you guys want to hear us talk about you know everyone else's solo albums let us know you can either you know dm us on twitter or on um use the hashtag instagram yeah use the hashtag um or you can email us again at bts party party yeah and co at gmail.com um and we can dive in a little bit into the other boys solo albums too all right guys well that's gonna wrap up the podcast very first episode um well thank you so much for joining us um and we look forward to growing with each and every member of the squad um we do want to talk about you know john cook's upcoming promotions um i know he's going to be on jimmy fallon pretty soon and there's also some secret main events um hopefully we get to dive into that a little bit more next week um when it comes to uploading we're still you know figuring things out but hopefully wednesdays you'll get to hear our beautiful voices um and we are looking forward to you know getting closer with you guys you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at ppy underscore podcast. Also at Gmail, uh, BTS Party Party Yeah and Co at gmail.com. Again, that's BTS Party Party Yeah, A N D C O at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.